Thanks for checking out Church on the Rock's message this week. We would love to help you take your next step in knowing God better. The best way to do that is visit cotr.org slash next steps. Or if you're not near our physical campus, visit our online community at cotr.org slash online. Enjoy the message and know that God is for you. So the topic today, and this is going to be a series of teaching, is going to be pray first. Say to the person right next to you, pray first. You know, when I first thought about this um, title and we started studying and praying for it, um, a lot of studies um, and studies came to my mind. But I think that's something that we all can agree with is that we all want to get stronger every year in our prayer life. We all want to get better. We all want to grow in our prayer life because we know that prayer is a relationship with God. Prayer is having a conversation with God, building a relationship. Do you remember the first time that you were in love? Aha, you're laughing, right? You remember those, well, in my case, we were, you know, having phone calls. And I remember grabbing my phone. Let's imagine that this is my phone. And we'll spend hours in the phone. Into the point that my ear was getting red like this carpet. And then you just change it to the other ear, into the ear got red as well. And then the phone started getting a little bit hot, right? Because it was a lot of time in the phone. And then this phrase came next. Can you hang up first? <laughs> and then the other person, no, you hang up first. And then both said, let's do it together. At the count of three, one, two, three. Are you still there? <laughs> Right? So, so you, we all are experienced those um, moments where we are giving everything to build a relationship. And there's no difference with our prayer life. Prayer is having a relationship with God. And I think that if we approach our prayer life with the same desire, with the same energy, we can experience everything that God has for us. As I was saying, we all have here, if you're here today, I can agree and we can agree that we all have in common that we want to get stronger in our prayer life. Oswald Chambers said, we tend to use prayer as our last resource, but God wants it to be our first line of defense. We pray when there's nothing else we can do, but God wants us to pray before we do anything at all. Are we praying first is the question. Are we putting God first before our problems, before our situations, before everything that we are facing in our day-to-day -day life? What is our response? What is our reaction? Are we complaining? Are we going to social media to, you know, maybe liberate the stress a little bit? Or are we going to the all-powerful God, our Abba Father, as we were singing a couple minutes ago? You know, here in Church on the Rock, this is a power phrase. This is the way that we think. This is the way that we act. We pray first. Before taking any decision, we want to pray first. Before we, we said anything, before we take a step, we want to pray first. Because we know that prayer aligns us with God. It positions our lives. It positions us with God. Amen? Yeah. 
Matthew 21, 22. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. So notice that there's something that we need to do. There's an action that you and I need to take in order to receive something. Prayer is an action. Prayer is something that you and I need to do. You know, we live in a world that um, we're used to getting things fast. We go to a drive-thru and we get our food. We go to um, the internet and we get the answers that we're looking for. And we get desperate when we start praying because we don't get the results that we're getting so fast. And, and, and I think we can all agree with that, right? Because we're getting used to, to a world of life, but we need to understand the ways and how God, the principles and how God operates. And that's what we're going to be doing with these teachings. We're going to be learning how to have an effective prayer life, and we're going to be learning the principles and how God operates. Amen? Amen. The big idea for the message is that no matter what I'm facing, through prayer is possible. No matter what I'm facing, through prayer is possible. Say that to a person right next to you. True prayer is possible. Amen? Philippians 4, 6. I love this scripture. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So notice that we may face tribulations and situations in our daily life, we don't know what tomorrow will bring, but we know how we're going to be reacting. Our response always should be prayer. It's difficult. It's not easy. But it's an action that we need to take. And until we not do it, we're not going to experiment what God has for us. Let me tell you something. The prayer life that you had last year will only give the victories that you had last year. If you want to have new victories, if you want to go to a new level, your prayer life needs to go to a new level. So I need to do something in order for God to give me what I want. Amen? So how to have an effective prayer life? Number one, know who God is. How we're going to get something from the all-powerful God if we don't know who he is. If we don't know how he works. If we don't know how powerful he is, how good he is. Look what it says on Psalms 135 verse 5. I know the Lord is great. Our Lord is greater than all gods. So notice that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's always good. He's never changing. We may forget who he is. But he's the same. So for me to have an effective prayer life, I need to understand. I need to know who God is. I need to know who God is. Number two, know what God has promised and has said. How can we declare the promises of God if we don't know them? How can we declare something if we don't know what it is? You know what, what you focus on, it gets bigger. Pastor says it all the time. If we focus on our problems, if we focus that we are not going to um, achieve our dreams this next year, if we focus that we're going to be um, lacking the same things that we were lacking that last year, that's what we're going to get. What we focus on is what we're going to get. 
The type of God that you're focusing on, pastor said this, and I love it, is the type of God that I'm going to experience. So if I want to experience an all-powerful God, I need to know that God is all-powerful. And I need to declare that God is all-powerful. You know, I, when I, as I was growing up, um, I remember that I started developing a, a love for playing drums, okay? So when I was at school, instead of taking notes, I was playing drums with my pencils, okay? And my teachers were calling me out, Jose, make sure that you take notes and everything. And, and I remember that I was playing drums, and, and, and I was enjoying it. And I think the guys have a picture there. This was my first <laughs> drum kit. This was actually Christmas. And, and I remember since that day, I started enjoying playing drums more than ever. And, and as, the, as the time went, and I, I started looking more for what type of woods the drums were made. And I started looking for the different brands. And, and when I got to college, I decided to go study music and, 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 and just specifying drums because that was my passion. I was focusing on that. The same thing happens when we focus on God. If you want to experience a God that is all-powerful, we need to experience it. We need to study God. We need to magnify that image of that God inside of our life so we can experience him. If you don't study who God is, you will not experience who he is. Number one, to have an effective prayer life, what do I need to do? Know who God is. Number two, know what God has said and promise. Number three, know how God works, his patterns, and his principles. Know his patterns and know his principles. We know that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But there's an order for us. And I love that prayer is like sowing seeds. Every time we pray for something and, and, and supplications and we're asking for something, it's like sowing a seed. But we tend to forget what's coming up next. And it's the harvest time. It's the moment that God natures. And we need to give time to that process to, to happen. And we want it fast. <laughs> and, and God will surprise us. Because the time of God sometimes is different to us. It's different to us all the way. We need to start understanding that the time of God is not the same as ours. Once we start understanding that, we know that God is all good. That when we pray, He's sowing a seed, we give time, and then we enjoy the harvest. Amen? Amen. So number one, what was it? Number two. You guys are awesome. Number three. Man, you guys are awesome. And then number four, know who you are in Christ. Know who you are in Christ, your identity, your identity. If you don't know who you are in Christ, you're lost. And that's one of the biggest fears, not knowing who you're here on earth for, not knowing your purpose. And if you're like that and experience that, let me tell you, you're in the best place today. Because God has a purpose God has a plan. God shows you before you were born. And here in Church on the Rock, we have one mission, to lead people to a God who is for them and helping them discover his purpose for their life. And our team has classes and resources to help you with that if you're experiencing that. But 
If we don't know who God is, if we don't know his patterns, if we don't know how he works, we won't have an effective prayer life. I remember when I was growing up on Saturdays, not all the Saturdays, but most of the Saturdays, um, my father and my mother were saying, hey, do you want to go to the theater? I said, of course. You know, that was the cash bait. Then the next part is the one that I didn't like. They said, okay, you need to cut the grass. You need to make sure that the cars are clean. You need to make sure that your room is ready. And I said, woo, okay, let's go. I already said yes. So me and my brother, we started, you know, we, we started strategizing. You get the cars, I get the grass and all that, blah, blah, blah. And we will make it happen. But after that, and, and then my sister was always doing it, okay? So we, we had a great team, okay? We had a great team. We will make it that fast. But I remember that after we um, finished that, we will enjoy that reward of going to the theater, having that family time. And, and, and that gave me a big teaching because we needed to pay the price in order to enjoy the results. And sometimes we don't want to pay the price of going to prayer, going to our knees when we're not feeling like it because we want the result fast and we don't want to pay the price. We need to pay the price of going into prayer whenever we're not feeling like it because we are called to pray first. Say with me, pray first. Ephesians 1 verses 11 to 14, we are already chosen to be God's own children by Christ. This was done just like the plan he had. So don't let anybody tell you that you don't have a purpose, that you don't have a future, because you are a son and a daughter of a king. That means that you have an inheritance. That means that God has plans and a future for you. It doesn't matter how your past was looking for there's a, a great quote from, from John Maxwell that says, you cannot let a bad experience become a life experience. So don't let what happened last year determine how this year is going to be. You are son and a daughter of a king, the most powerful God. Declare it. Believe it. Number one, know who God is. Number two. Know what God has said and promised. Number three, know how God works, his parents, his principles. Know who you are in Christ. Then don't forget our big idea. Through prayer, everything is possible. It doesn't matter what we're facing. Through prayer is possible. First of Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16. Always be joyful. <laughs> I don't know about you. But when I read that, it's like, man, I need to grow in that. Because life is tough. Life is not easy. And, and, and joy is, a pastor was teaching this. This is so amazing. If you want to hear um, the best teaching of joy, you can go to our webpage and, and just check it out. It's awesome. Pastor was telling us that happiness comes from happenings. And that joy is a fruit of the Spirit and it's a choice. So that means that there is something that we need to do. We choose to be in joy. We choose to live a life in joy. But look what it says next. And never stop praying. That means that that's a lifestyle. It's an attitude and it's an action. 
So in order for me to experience joy, I need to know who God is. I need to grow in the fruits of the Holy Spirit. But the action that I need to take is prayer. So if I need to experience joy, I need to go and pray first. Amen? I love what it says here. Whatever happens, keep thanking God because of Jesus Christ. This is what God wants you to do. So the perfect will of God is for us to pray first. The will of God for us is for never stop praying. Praying is a relationship. Praying is going and, and having that relationship with God, just telling who you are. Just be yourself and grow from there. Just be honest with God. Open yourself up. Prayer is the most beautiful gift that you can experience. If you haven't experienced a life of prayer, you're in the best place today. Amen? Yes. Say to a person right next to you, pray first. Pray first. Amen. You know, I'm going to read now in 1 Timothy, and, and I want to uh, give a little bit of context of what we're going to read. And, and this is Paul writing to Timothy. And Timothy was in charge of a congregation. And during these times, um, the king that was um, ruling over, 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 over the, the place that they were was Nero, right? And, and if you have read the word, you know that Nero was, he wasn't a good king, okay? So he was um, making everything happen to put the Christian um, family, to put us, the Christians, as the enemy. And here we have Paul, who was preaching, who was us today, basically, giving Timothy some um, directions. And, I, and let's start reading it on verse um, 1. Look what it says. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, that first of all, supplications, prayer, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority. And, and there's a couple of things there. First of all, from this scripture, we can get the four kinds of prayer, okay? So number one, we have supplications. That's petitions. And you know what? God knows what you need today. God is for you. That's what we believe here. And that's what we want you to let you know. God is for you. And whatever you need, it, God knows it. And he is for you. Number two, prayers. That means together as a church. I'm so excited for our 21 days of prayer and fasting because that's going to align us to have the best year that we have ever had of our life. But most of all, we're going to be having some special services of prayer. And that's what this is referring all together, corporate prayer. I love that Pastor Kenan, before each service, we have a group that prays. Because prayer, corporate prayer is important. Number three, intercessions. That is when we intercede and we are in the gap for someone. You know, we're getting ready to start our small groups at, um, again, our small group semester. And we believe here that the most important things in life are not things. They are. You guys are awesome. And we don't want to do life alone. We want to do life together. And that's what small groups bring. You don't have to be alone. There's people that want to be with you. There's people that want to do life with you. And that's why intercession means. And in, in our small groups, we have this. Number four, thanksgiving. That means giving thanks to God from the past, the present, and the future. 
for what he did, for what he's doing, and for what he's going to do. Amen? Four kinds of prayer. And then the second part is talking. And Isaiah, you can come um, to play the piano. But, yeah, he's going to make it better, right? <laughs> but the, the next part is talking to, to pray for all men. And I love this part because it's a promise that all the unsafe family members, all same unsafe um, co-workers, neighbors, God is for them. That, that we are called, look at this, what a privilege we have. That we play a part for eternity. So imagine this. We're not just praying for what we need. We're praying for the lives of other people. We're praying for the eternity of, of maybe the people that is surrounding you. So prayer is not just for you, but it's for the people that is surrounding you. When you live a life of prayer and you pray first, you're being an example and you're living a legacy. I remember my grandparents, my mother, my dad, remember telling them I'm going to fast. I'm going to pray to the church. And that sowed a seed inside of me. I remember my, one time we were all together in my house and my grandmother at this time, um, she wasn't feeling that well. And, and my family is a big family, and we tend to get together, play dominoes, eat food, and, you know, we were having fun. It was, it was good. And I remember joking, she said, Jose, please come and pray for me. And I remember I was a little kid, probably six years old, and I just ran to her, and I, started, I, and I put my hand, and I said, God, take it. Take her right now. Take her to heaven. And all my family right there started, no, don't say that. Stop, stop. <laughs> this was true. She was reminding me of that um, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> For real, yeah. I said, no, I'm alive, and it's not because of you, okay? <laughs> but <laughs> what I want to say with this is that we have a part to play. We have a part to play. The third part of this is that we're called to play for the people in authority. And this is one that is tough. But we are to honor the position. We may not agree with their values, with what they say, with what they believe. But we are to honor the positions. This is what the Word says. And here in Church on the Rock, we believe what does the Word says. Because we know that when we say what does the Word said? We are positioning ourselves to receive the best of God. We are positioning ourselves to have an effective, fruitful prayer life. So the benefits, the benefits when I follow God's principles, the benefits of when I follow God's structure of praying first, this is what we can experience. This is the promise. This is what is in for us. Number one. Peace on the inside and peace on the outside. How many of you are looking for peace today? We all are looking for peace. We live in a world that if we turn the news, everything that is we're hearing is chaos. When we go to work, when we open social media, there's always a problem. And it's so easy for us 
to get into a victim mentality instead of being a victor. You know, the enemy is an expert of the art of exaggeration. And he wants you to live with no peace. He wants you to live believing that you're defeated, believing that you're hopeless. And that's the enemy of prayer. That you don't have a hope, that you don't have a future. That, that whatever you experienced last year, you're going to experience it again. That if you're sick, you're going to stay sick. The enemy will make something that is small and he will magnify it so big to make us scared, to make us live that we are not in peace, to make us live in fear, to make us be anxious. But there's a promise. And if we don't know the promise, how can we claim it and how can we experience it? So the benefits of praying first according to the principles and structure of God. Number one, peace on the inside and peace on the outside. Number two, it pleases God. It pleases God. What most beautiful um, position that we can be to please our God. Think about that. And I remember when I was going to the theater, I was feeling happy because I was going to get popcorn. When we do what we're supposed to do, God will bless us. When we do our part, God is going to do his part. But there's an action that we need to take. There's something that I need to do so I can experience God. So I can experience God that is for me. So I can experience the healer God. So I can experience the God that is all powerful. So I can experience the God of abundance. So I can experience an all powerful God that is for me. I don't know, church, but if you don't get excited about that. And number three. The possibilities through prayer. Just imagine all the possibilities if we pray first. Let's take the other side of the coin. Imagine what you will lose if we don't pray first. The lives that will not be safe. The people that you will not impact. The breakthroughs on your life for you and for your family. Because there's prayers that you need to pray today. So the future generations, your generations can enjoy the harvest. There's prayers that you need to pray today and fasting to break generational curses. So your future generations doesn't experience what you're experiencing today. The benefits through prayer. Romans 12, verse 11. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual favor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Every great movement of God can be traced to a kneeling figure. Dwight L. Moody said that. I just want you to think and imagine how your life will be. How your life will be if prayer is a priority of your life. 
If, if every time when you wake up in the morning, before going to Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or, or going to an email, or, or, or maybe doing exercise, whatever it is, we give the first time to God. Because I imagine a God that wants to have a relationship with us. And I imagine Him watching us, waking up, and just being anxious to see, He will talk to me? Will He even remember me or pay attention to me? Think about that. Do you enjoy being ignored? Do you, listen, right? Do you enjoy when, when, when somebody doesn't give the attention that you want? We don't like that, but sometimes that's what we do. What is your next step in your faith? Well, here at Church on the Rock, we would love to help you. Maybe it's to learn more about discovering what it means to belong to a church family, being part of a small group, or using your God-given gifts to serve others. Head over to cotr.org slash next steps where you can find out more to all of these. Or if you're a part of our online community, visit us at cotr.org slash online. Have a great week and don't forget that God is for you.